Yes, yeah, your boy Crypto Blood, and welcome to another episode. Ask the Block, episode number three to be exact. Hope you guys are doing well this weekend. Let's get right into it today. We got some great questions, and hopefully, I have some great answers for you. Again, welcome guys to another episode. Um, today, got seven questions I curated from you guys uh, from from the comment section in my videos and we're just gonna get right into it right now first question is from gold silver cryptos he asks CB do you expect BTC to start rising in a few weeks back was a lot of hype the volume is really low good question um, I do think Bitcoin is building a base here normally bottoms don't look like v-shaped recoveries they normally take a couple of attempts at those lower levels to figure out whether or not, you know, it's going to actually be an area where we can say, okay, the, the bulls have a support area there. You know, they've got a wall up and the bears won't be able to go any further. And basically bears run out of sellers to either sell or short the, the particular asset, in this case, Bitcoin. So I do see that happening. You refer to backed. In your question as well and it made me think about let's take a look at what the volume for October's contract is for backed and you guys I hope remember that backed is one that we really do need to pay attention to when it comes to futures contracts because they are solely settled in Bitcoin so at the end of those contracts or even in the middle if you decide to exit your contract prior to expiration those contracts have to be settled in bitcoin if you're up 10 bitcoin in that particular contract when you hit that sell button guess what backed or ice has to honor your trade your profit in bitcoin so currently we're looking at october 19th and that's the year october 2019 contract monthly contract for bitcoin is a measly 57 contracts guys and these contracts at first i thought they were five bitcoin per contract no contract size is one bitcoin so just in 13 days guys 13 days of trading i'm just gonna use like eight thousand eight thousand so we're talking about roughly 430 400 000 worth of volume for this contract that is nothing that is horrible so um not any real effect yet doesn't mean it won't be in the future but as of now back is performing very very poorly now as far as building a base though for bitcoin i think so you know uh if we don't go any lower than 7700 at this point that is a base and the reason i'm saying that i'm just going to delete a couple of these scribble scrabbles on here this area right here i'm just kind of drawing a little line here this area is where we're seeing a battle being won with the bulls there's a line in the sand essentially and it's a little bit above my area that i had a target for which was 7400 i'm just going to count these out for you visually so you can see them one two three three strikes you're out on the bears that's a triple bottom normally that is a good sign for the bulls and in reverse for the bears you know if you have a triple top normally that's a good sign for the bears bad news for bulls or people who are long uh, that particular asset i think we are building a base and we shouldn't head back to this level of 7700 7600 
that should be a base for us. Bears tried it three times and got denied. As you see today on Sunday, huge sell-off, one-hour sell-off here. That's not a good look short-term. You know, we may head, head a little bit lower like this and then head back up from here. So we, we definitely may see a pullback uh, lower, but it should ultimately form into higher lows. So this low is higher than this low so on and so forth so it should be consecutively higher lows going forward until we hit this line right here which is an area i think we will run into some resistance so that is my uh take on it i think we are building a base here and it is not giving financial advice but if you're looking at that from a technical standpoint that does kind of mean that uh the bulls are defending this area and they've done it three times as you see though this yellow line at 8300 is a critical area as well we've seen a lot of back and forth with this trading range particularly right here in this zone so we're seeing a lot of action going back and forth here and we kind of lost that battle again a couple of hours ago actually so yeah that's that's where we are with that and i think we are building the base so thank you for that question next question from a man ryan r on youtube buy the dip still essentially yeah i mean that kind of falls in line with the question that we just had from the previous uh subscriber i think so i think this is a buy the dip type of scenario especially as we're seeing technically those triple bottoms form in uh at these ranges so yes i think this is all an area where you would be buying the dips uh to support your way on the way back up fundamentally as you guys know you know it's, it's no better time to be dollar cost averaging in to uh, bitcoin and other select cryptos as well because we're in trouble you know not saying we're going to have an economic collapse or anything like that but just the situation that's going on with the federal reserve them you know continually pushing in liquidity i tweeted out i think a couple of days ago and actually it was a retweet of an article from cnbc that the fed is extending its overnight funding operations through january of 2020 so again fundamentally this is setting us up for um, unease in the traditional markets you're going to see capital flow out of those traditional markets equities bonds real estate t-bills all that stuff you're, you're going to start to see it panic and it's mostly going to i know you don't want to hear this because this is you know we're a crypto community and we're fight the dollar the fiat is garbage and blah 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 but 95 96 percent of that money is going into cash that's what happens in traditional markets and unfortunately most of the capital that we see that's investment capital it is still in traditional markets and it's not going to change overnight so you know don't don't buy that whole you know people try to play on people's emotions fear greed both of them but fear more so especially on youtube when you see negative fearful type of headlines and stuff that really grabs a lot of people's attention that sh that really pulls on their emotions but you're going to see a lot of money go to the sidelines dry powder into cash and from there they will reallocate and you know maybe wait for dips smart money will be on the sideline wait for dips to get assets at a cheaper prices uh and then a little bit half a percent a quarter percent of that money will go into cryptos that's all we need <laughs> you know that's all we need for tripling in prices in cryptocurrencies because it's such a small market cap so that's how i would play it if i were any of you out there next question is from heath miller 
I think that's a female, maybe a guy. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, not getting your gender correct there. And you may even identify as unidentified. I don't, <laughs> I don't know nowadays. Anyway, it says, with the SEC attacking crypto IOUs in the U.S., do you think some foreign countries will take the trophy for crypto startups? I have heard Max Kaiser talk about two to three places. And how do you think this would affect the cash flow of Americans in the future? I know that many new altcoins I can't buy on any exchange. Um, I'm not too sure of which altcoins you're saying you can't buy on, it, on, on exchanges. If they're on exchanges, you can pretty much buy them. Um, now, when it comes to KYC on that exchange and how much you can pull off at a certain, you know, in, in, in frequency and amount per day, per 24 hours, maybe that's a different question, but... Uh, let me know which ones you're talking about you can't buy on exchanges. But yeah, definitely. SEC is attacking cryptos. They're they're proving a the point. They're going after many different cryptocurrency uh, ICO startups. And, and it, they're definitely going to ruin the advancement of that innovation, right, in the crypto or blockchain industry. So yes, you will have countries like Malta, even countries in the EU, Estonia. That's a huge one. They're really progressive over there. They tried to actually create their own cryptocurrency and it got denied by the head of ECB, Mario Draghi, a year and a half ago. Okay, so, but they're still being very progressive um, and they have their own e-residency program. I'm going to bring that up really quickly, but there are many countries out there that are forward thinking when it comes to crypto. So yes, they will get ahead of the game. It probably won't be the U S you know, unless they change their, their approach to blockchain. And you know, I can't say that they, they won't ever, I, you know, you never can say never, but I think they will become a little bit more friendly to cryptocurrencies, blockchain. It'll be so heavily regulated though that it makes it almost no point to do a blockchain startup here in the United States because of all the regulatory baggage and, and cost and expense with that, that comes with that. So yeah, you're going to see other countries definitely pick it up much faster than us. I think Canada is a little bit more uh, friendly to crypto and many of the islands as well. So yeah, that's, that's my take on that. I think we definitely will uh, be behind the ball on this new innovation, these new tech startups in this new industry. But yeah, if you guys wanna sign up for e-residency through uh, Estonia, you can do it as a, a US citizen. It might be something to do. I know a buddy of mine, a close friend of mine, ended up doing it when I covered it the first time, like two years ago, when they launched it. So uh, he, he just, you know, did the paperwork or what whatnot and applied online here, as you can see. And he drove over to Washington, D.C. to actually, I think, either pick up his card or finalize everything. So there are a couple of areas in the United States where you can go to finalize it if you're a U.S. citizen. So check it out if you're interested. It allows you to open businesses in Estonia, sign documents and all that good stuff. So great uh, forward thinking by Estonia. Next question from Crypto Minded. He asked, do you think BTC will fill in the gap at 6,900? Let's take a look at what he's talking about from 6,900. I don't know if he's referring to the gap maybe in the CME futures. I can't remember. I heard someone talking about CME gap or whatnot. I'm not too sure about that. I don't personally, I'm in the camp that I don't see any real correlation or influence uh, the CME futures, which are not backed by 
Bitcoin and can only be settled in cash. I don't see any correlation or uh, influence, I should say, on the spot price of Bitcoin. But he's talking about a 6,900 gap. Not too sure what he means by that. I don't think so, though. Um, just kind of going off of what I talked about in the first two questions, C7400 being a support area at max, but even higher now, it's looking like 7700 may be that area of support for us. So, no, I don't see us going back that low. Next question from Kaldry Riemann. He asked, or she asked, what crypto coin do you think will be in mainstream in the future? So, they, they gave me three uh, options here. Algorand or HBAR, which is Tedra Hashgraph, or XTZ. So, we can take a look at all three of those uh, really quickly. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Tezos, I have not been following that that closely. They've got a buzz. They've got a whole governance platform that seems to be gaining some some buzz. I know there is a little money behind it. Some people I know with money are really kind of behind that. It is on Coinbase. The other two are not. That would seem to give, you know, Tezos a little bit of an advantage. However, I personally think that HBAR or Hedra Hashgraph is actually going to be the one if i had to pick out of those three you only gave me three options you know i'm going to shield eos <laughs> as number one but hedra for sure i think will take that prize simply because and, and i'm not saying that i from a ideological level or or standpoint think i they, it doesn't really align with with my, what I think a blockchain is or should be about. It is open source, but it is controlled by a set group of Fortune 500 companies, essentially. So, uh, you know, really does that give us any real true freedom from censorship? Uh, I don't think so. Like, they're going to add more. I think they're starting with 39 or something like that. They're going to add more uh, organizations that are going to be a part of this. However, um, I personally think just because of the type of money that's behind Hedragraph, Hedra Hashgraph, and the, the, the corporate alignment, I'm going to have to go with Hedra. Do your research on them. If you want to just take it from a technical standpoint, definitely one of the faster ones. Okay. Definitely one is up there. It's definitely up there. So it looks like it has a, a price of three cents, almost four pennies at this point. I don't know where you can buy it, but, uh, yeah, this is one you want to look at for sure. Giving you a comparison of them them calling themselves a third generation. I almost consider them a fourth generation just because it's so much, it's so far outside of, it's not even a blockchain. It's, it's a hash grab. It's a new way of solving the Byzantine fault tolerant issue. They're, they're claiming that they're full, fully Byzantine fault tolerant, unlike Bitcoin, you know. So, smart people behind it and even further than that big corporations behind it so it's going to do well and i think they're going to be able to take a lot of market share when it comes to companies using it for whatever dApps and stuff they develop on top of it algorand i like as well but i think algorand is maybe it may be too much focus right now on the currency aspect of of things it's it's a uh, peer proof of stake is very unique and and it has you know the person who created this token and this consensus algorithm is the individual who created zk snarks okay 
this guy is very smart uh, has what's equivalent to like a Nobel Peace Prize he has that prize in computer science and the guy knows what he's talking about so and he knows what he's doing Facebook tried to acquire the technology he decided to go open source with it so uh, you know this is great too this may have some significant fit in blockchain industry in the future so I would still definitely look out for Algorand so if I had to pick I would say HBAR or Hedra Hashgraph Algorand and then Tezos would be my last and I'm putting Tezos last simply because of my lack of uh, knowledge about it fully so I could be ignorant to the fact but I do know more about Hashgraph Hedra Hashgraph and Algorand those two are very solid and Tezos maybe too but again I don't know as much about Tezos in addition to that one last thing I want to just show you ranking so Tezos is at 19 so you know room for upper growth uh, a lot more limited okay Hedra ranked 245 a lot of room for growth a lot of room for growth Algorand 24 cents ranked at 49 some people say it's a little overvalued you know you have to be the judge on that but yeah those have a little bit more growth potential especially Hedra let's see where they're trading right now Hedra is on OKX Binance Upbit Bitrix okay so it's on some uh, major joints so yeah take a look at Hedra Hashgraph if you're interested in that but good question thank you for that one for sure so the next question is uh about this wealth management platform called BlockFi. uh wasn't really familiar with it and this is from yim dog on youtube yim dog oh he says can you give your take on BlockFi, a wealth management platform for crypto investors say there's at least a six percent yearly interest rate but thinking KYC is unquestionable. Yeah, KYC is definitely going to be something that's going to, you know, take place on that type of platform. And I see a year ago, someone actually, two people asked me about it. One being a person that said Novogratz, Mike Novogratz from Galaxy Digital, invested in this company. I don't know much about BlockFi. To be honest with you, I see they sent the link or dropped a link with Anthony Pompolino. I guess he went live with the CEO of BlockFi talk about lending deposit accounts and a few exciting announcements i think this will be you know something that people will take advantage of i think it won't be just one company that takes a lion's share of it it'll probably be a, a very competitive market and i think it has a future for sure i don't have any real take on it i think it will do well though uh, here's the video all right guys bang bang let's wait for uh some people to get in here real quick let us uh, let us know where um, you're coming in from. What cities are you guys in? Got Zach here. It's a beautiful morning in New York City. Where's everyone uh, coming from? We're sitting in uh, Midtown Manhattan right now. Value uh, premium, the same thing exists in private markets. And uh, as long as we keep growing quickly, there's not as much of a need for us to uh, you know, squeak out profit and EBITDA. That just means we're gonna have to pay taxes on it. As long as we're pursuing a really large market opportunity, uh, which we believe that we are, um, we don't need to make as much margin on every transaction as a big bank. So all of the things that you said are true in terms of our business model and the advantages that we have versus the legacy financial system. For sure. And, and then I guess part of this is, um, so let's start with the lending product, right? So uh, somebody can come in, they can deposit uh, a digital asset 
and then you guys will give them a US dollar loan against it. Maybe walk us through how that mechanism actually works. Sure, so someone creates an account on blockfi.com. Uh, blockfi.com slash pomp, of course. <laughs> blockfi.com <laughs> slash pomp. They, Damn, uh, they go pomp, you're shilling hard there, homie. KYC process takes uh, less than you know three minutes. Um, yeah, there you go, KYC. So yeah, that I mean, that's gonna be, it's just gonna be what it is, man. And many of you probably don't know, the the whole Bitcoin lending thing has been around since I I remember. You know, even back in 2014, 13, it was it was like straight up some wild wild west stuff. You could uh you could be a lender and and yield some return on your Bitcoin, or you could be one that's looking to borrow bitcoin from individuals or crypto from individuals and that was a big platform for a while i can't remember the name of the company btc land or i can't remember but back then it was no like at first it was like no anything you just had to go on you would have to submit your like social media profiles your bitcoin talk.org account and all you know various profiles online and uh you have people willing, you know, roll the dice on lending you capital. Um, it worked for a while until, you know, of course, us as humans, we come in and corrupt things and people start getting burned. And then they went from they started kind of basically doing KYC with it on, on their platform. Uh, it was real kind of rudimentary, very cut and dry. It wasn't like it is today with like a lot of these different companies that are solely have been created to facilitate kyc in a very quick way as the guy from blockfi said it takes three three minutes with that platform back then it was taking days if not weeks for them to go through yeah i, I don't know what you had to send in pictures or mail or whatever i was uh on there was going to do some lending but ended up not even doing it because i was making so much money mining i was like whatever <laughs> at that point but yeah if any ogs remember that give me a shout out in the comments below of some of those lending platforms from back in the day people think that salt lending and BlockFi and there's a whole bunch of them out there are is a new idea it really isn't it really isn't last question for today heath miller again asks, can you talk more about the five to ten fastest coins that you know of i know eos xrp xlm dgb neo are all fast but it's hard to find info most of the older coins are really slow most have block times from one minute to 10 minutes. And can you talk about block time, what that means in the real world, a little more for the new coiners in the room? Good question. Second good question from Heath today. So I appreciate that. I did a little digging because it was it was interesting. I never even searched for this and I you know, never even thought about looking for a source that had all this type of information. But what was a shock to me was that many of these sources are outdated and the ones that are at the top if you search for it are very man like this one here really takes a cake this was done october 10th of 2018 does not even have eos on here <laughs> so it's a lot of propaganda or has been in the past which is fine because i'm just able to accumulate more and more eos didn't even have eos on here which eos is like one second one and a half second faster than ripple for sure they've got uh ethereum at 10.6 seconds 
They've got a stellar at five seconds, which is this fast. That's fast. That is fast. But when you start 10 seconds, two minutes, Litecoin, two two minutes, Bitcoin Cash is is not that fast either. You know, the ones that are touting to be currencies of the future, is this, this is just not this is not gonna work. This is not gonna work. So again, it's just so interesting they don't even mention EOS. I found a couple of other ones, this one being one um which which was interesting. Future Pia. Horrible name. Looks like it's the fastest though. They've got a, I've never even heard of this. It's new to me. Double delegated proof of stake. So this is based off of Dan Limmer, the CTO of EOS. He created delegated proof of stake when he created Steam. But this looks like a third generation type of blockchain consensus algorithm called double delegated proof of, proof of stake, which is interesting. But it looks like this has the fastest verified at 300,000 transactions per second. You can look into that. I've even never even heard of this. So that's interesting to see. Number two, though, uh, was was EOS. Okay. EOS, it crossed 3,000 seconds per um, transactions per second. Okay. And with the upgrade to EOS 2.0 coming very soon, you will see speeds of 50,000 or even higher. Uh, higher than that, actually eventually you'll be able to, to get those types of speeds. so eos by far is is the number one then we've got stuff like ripple at 1700 tps's neo is up there i want to find out um what this one called nano we need to take a look at nano's tps really quickly because i know that one's a fast one as well digibyte is pretty high up there as well but nowhere near eos at all nothing is touching eos as far as real world TPS's except this future Pia one which I've never heard of so it looks like right now nano is doing about 7,000 EOS around 5,000 but again EOS 2.0 is coming out it's going to be in the 50,000 range or even higher um Komodo supposedly is doing 20,000 Turnio is doing 1 million TPS so never heard of this one either um so there you kind of gives you a context there but Digibyte, as I stated before, it's pretty pretty fast too, at 560 TPSs. And as you can see here, Bitcoin four to ten transactions per second. I think uh, Ethereum is like 13 transactions a second. But back to your question about real world usability and scalability of this stuff. Even numbers at uh, where Litecoin is, where we have coins like Ethereum, not scalable, not not you, you really can't use that in real life uh on a, on a real global scale it just won't work you know you need stuff that is at least five thousand at minimum three to five thousand is where you i could say okay you can use this coin for real world payments now the question is are those speeds sustainable as you scale and that's the issue with a lot of these coins that are smaller they may be able to do seven thousand you know nano 7000 tps's but can they scale and keep that okay there's a side chain that will enhance eos's uh tps's and they're doing like a million somewhere around there so those are going to be good use cases for gaming stuff like that where you really need it 
instantly, you know. So, yeah, that's kind of my breakdown on that. Good question, though. The closest, though, the closest is EOS. And that's why I'm putting my bag with EOS, you know. I'm, I'm betting on EOS because they're the closest and they have the ability to scale even higher. And I know I'm, I, you know, sound like a broken record here, but go visit blocktivity.info and just look at, you know, the stats. These are the real world stats that you want to watch. These are the numbers you want to look at average, seven day average on uh, as far as operations on the blockchain. These are the type of numbers you want to look at. EOS 46 million. Number two is not even close tron 1.9 million and it just goes down from there these kind of indirectly reflect tps because there's a cap you know if you can only do x amount of transactions a second then you know you know your upper bound as far as operations on the on the blockchain is going to be capped as well so there you have it hope you guys enjoyed that great questions for episode three of ask the block with your boy crypto blood again if you guys want to participate in the next one all you have to do is hashtag with your question, ask CB, and I will get to it. All right. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. I'm out of here, people. Holla.